world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Battle mode today. Truth sounds like hate. To those who hate the truth. I ask, I ask a question a little bit here in the, in, the, in the pre-show as we get up and rolling here on show number, which one is it? 1907 this morning. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? How do you, how do you, uh, how do you talk about yourself without sounding like you're bragging? Does anybody, anybody know how you do that? Maybe I, maybe I need to hire a PR organization because I always feel uncomfortable talking about me, but I have to talk about me because I'm involved with it. And are you with me? So I, I hate to come in here and say, oh, you got to do this. You got to see this. Uh, I had a great interview yesterday again with Dr. Alan Keyes. There's just a, there's a, there is a, I don't know if something happens when he and I, he had me on yesterday. Actually, John Diamond set it up for me. <laughs> I was on Diamond's show in the morning. I was on Keys, I was like on, I was like Mr. Brideon yesterday, but it's really, really good. As we, we, uh, as Alan and I bannered back about some of the situations we're in, and ultimately, this, uh, my friends, it comes down to this: we met the enemy, and the enemy's us. The enemy is not the devil. Now it is the devil, but everything that's going on, everything that's happening, is happening under our watch with our approval, our lack of involvement, our lack of caring. And as I said in the pre-show. Uh, until you've had enough, until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, nothing's go- nothing's going to change. We can come on here every day. I can go on news with views and write a commentary. I can do a show here and a show there and a show there. But until you guys get sick and tired of it, it, it what? Huh? By uh, you guys, I mean, I'm sick and tired of it too. But can I tell you something? I hold back my punches. Mm-hmm. I know right now some things that I could go do that would be really, really important and maybe really uh, kick off a movement, but the result will be I'll be dead or in jail. Is, that, is it time for me to do that? And I'm not talking about harming somebody. That's not, I'm not making a threat to harm people. That's not what I mean. No, no, absolutely not. We never, ever promote that here. You know that, FBI. You never do that. Do. So am I, am I a sellout? Because if I would go lay down my life as I know it, meaning the freedom, the liberty, all that stuff. If I were to go lay it down, man, it's, that's quite a thing to me, huh? Jesus said, greater love is no man than this. He laid on his life for his friends. That doesn't always mean die, does it? Hmm? Does that sometimes mean sacrifice your, your job and sacrifice your property and sacrifice your peace and sacrifice your free time and sa- sacrifice, let lay it down, man. Why? Greater love is no man than this. He'd lay all that stuff down to, to advance a kingdom. I want to do that. I, I'm willing, I don't want to, as Abraham Lincoln said, that these honored dead shall not have died in vain. I don't want to die in vain. I don't want to sacrifice for no reason. I think of those guys in January 6th. How can I sit here in the comfort of my home while those guys are suffering for doing nothing more than what a million the rest of us did? We don't care. We care. Our elected officials, they care. Call Jim Jordan. Does Jim Jordan care? Who cares? Call the FBI. They care. Call your sheriff. Call your moms. Call call somebody. Who do you call? And uh, we are we have we have such momentum going, so we can't see it. We're winning. We don't know we're winning, but uh, at some point, we're going to have to have our own D Day. By that I mean D Day was what? That was a day that that uh, the government said on on December. uh, I'm sorry, January sixth. The government said, we're all in. We're all in. And we stormed the beaches. That day's coming, friends. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's going to be, but that day's coming. Meaning this, we're going to have to go all in. We're going to have to have a D-Day 
or we will not flip this around. And I believe we're going to flip it around. So hang with me today. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged as always. Lloyd Brunson tomorrow. Lloyd Brunson with us tomorrow. And uh, it, it'll be good. And of course, we got a lot of crazy stuff going on this weekend. Uh, as many of you, I can't, I can't make it any more clear. If you cannot afford to come, we have a scholarship available for you. If you don't have the money for a hotel, you can sleep under the tent. Bring a, bring a sleeping bag. Uh, come, come one, come all. And Steve Deck's been here all week, and he's been working his tail off fixing things up, and I've been cleaning stuff and fixing stuff up, and Michelle's been. And we're looking forward to, to a lot of you coming. And um, be great fellowship. I need, don't need to go on and on about that. I got a lot of great stuff I'm going to show you show you today. But Mel Mel wants to talk about uh, a natural family here. Go ahead, Mel, real quickly. <clears throat> Thanks, Coach. Hey, um, Mr. Producer, if you'd go to the Liberty Action Network website, please. At By the way, I got a bu- I have a bunch of T-shirts available this weekend for you. Just got a new supply in. Go ahead, Mel. Awesome. And I'm going to bring, be bringing my staking kits again. So on the website, I just want to point out a couple of changes. Um, I've changed it to doers of the work above. So if you'll scroll down a little bit, Jonathan, to explain that is James 125 to not just be hearers, but doers of the work. And that's what we're really striving to be. Coach is talking about going into battle and, and we're just creating some, you know, actions to be, you know, in the kingdom and, and working for the kingdom. So scroll down a little bit, if you would. Click on that first action, Natural Family Month. So as you know, um, Natural Family Month has been from Mother's Day to Father's Day. If you'll scroll down a little bit, as we're moving into June, we're coming up against the um, abomination of Pride Month. So um, one thing that we've worked out, if you scroll down, you can see that, you know, we're encouraged people to make the pledge first. There's some flyers that you can print. Keep going, Jonathan. This is kind of a review for everybody in here. <clears throat> and then, of course, you know, sharing this cool picture on social media. Um, Coach wrote a, an article. We encourage you to share that. And now I'm happy to announce I'm going to be changing it from coming soon to ready. Pause there if you would. Um, we have um, now yard signs that you can print. So what you do is you click on it. You save the image to your computer, and then you can go to like Staples or Amazon online and order those. So um, that's what the the yard sign looks like. If you'll scroll down a little bit more, Mr. Producer, you can see that we now have a flag and um, same kind of an idea. You click on it, you save the image, and then you can go out to Staples or Amazon or take it to your local printer and um, print a flag. I, um, you know, I recommend kind of the standard size flag is a three by five. So I, I've ordered a few of those just to kind of see how they come out. I've ordered a few yard signs too. Unfortunately, they won't be ready in time for the weekend. But JR has some ordered that will be here this weekend. Very good. And then um, we've got this um, proposition too that, you know, once we move forward with this, this is going to be a great thing to take to your commissioners or to your township, you know, to where, whoever your local government is and just propose, um, you know, that we honor the natural family. Um, and so this will be something we're, we're building you know, a movement here really around natural family. So I just wanted to bring you guys up to speed on that. Thank you. Amen. Amen. A little late in the game on this one because we got started a little bit late. We're, we're build, uh, again, again, as Mel said, build a tradition moving forward for uh, for next year. It's a good movement. And again, um, JR will have some signs and stuff available this weekend at Sky High if you want to get some of those. We'll have T-shirts, yada, yada, merchant, mer- making merchandise of my people, which is people. People accuse me of trying to make money off y'all. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's a paradigm? A paradigm is a is a uh, a pattern, a a worldview. A paradigm is uh, Mark Trump talks about it as being a first truth, a worldview through which you see, right? And we're in the midst of a really, really. I'm in the midst, personally, I guess of a real strong paradigm shift. And I want to try to share it with you today. I had the opportunity last night that Steve Deck and I drove up to the church on the garage, in the garage with Jeff Klein, you know, Jeff and his crew, man. The the good, you know, they went to the pride parade down in uh, Coshocton. I mean, they're they're good folks. 
and had an opportunity to, to uh, uh, Jeff had a couple of other guys scheduled. Neither one of them could make it last night. So Steve Deck and I show up and Jeff said, you're up. So I didn't really have <laughs> anything planned. But the uh, <clears throat> reason I'm wearing my shirt today is very, very simple. Let me Let me go back here a second. Here's the paradigm shift. You go to the average Christian. Bear with me a second, folks. I'm sorry here. Okay, there it is. Um, the average Christian is focused almost totally and completely on love. The love gospel. The love boat. God loves you. Jesus loves you. God is love. Yada, yada, yada. What has happened to us, in my, in my not-so-humble opinion, is we've got an unbalanced paradigm view of Almighty God. He's a God of wrath. He's a God of vengeance. Are you ready for this? He's a God of hate. Perfectly balanced. Bible says that God hates with a perfect hatred. Now, the paradigm shift that, that I'm in that is going to be difficult for some of you to swallow <clears throat> is God actually hates. Now, are you hearing me? God isn't just love. God is love, but God also hates. I'm going to say it again. Thank you, uh, Jonathan. Right there it is. Psalm 139, verse 22. I hate them. Who's them? Hey, Betty, who's them? Who's them? Enemies. Huh? Let's go Go back there. Go, go to a couple sentences before. Folks, this is a paradigm shift because the average Christian going to church does not know God hates. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, going down there. What, what verse was that, Jonathan? Go back right before, a couple verses before. There it is. Okay, let's go back up, John. Right there, right there. For they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee? And am I not am not I grieved with those that rise up against you, Lord? I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Does the Lord have enemies? Does the Lord have enemies? And if the Lord has enemies, I'm wearing the shirt today because maybe it's time we embrace the hate. Maybe it's time that we embrace the hate and quit running from it because we know this, right? That always when we go to the streets, you go to the streets, or Jeff Nell goes out there, they accuse him of preaching hate. Oh, you're hate. You're a hater. Yeah. Hate, 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 right? Because why? We recoil. We, we Christians recoil when they call us hate. Oh, you're haters. And I'm here today now announcing a campaign. I'm embracing the hate, okay? I'm going to hate what God hates. I'm going to be lined up with him. I'm going to do the best I can to hate them with a perfect hatred. I'm going to try to do that. Boom. I think it makes us more balanced. See, some of you are getting nervous right now. Some of you are getting nervous. Say, okay, coach. Okay, coach. Give me some evidence then, coach, if you're going to spout. Okay, I will. Okay. Uh, how, you guys like Chuck Swindoll? Everybody heard old old uh, uh, middle of the road, good old Chuck Swindoll? I, I love Chuck Swindoll. always have loved Chuck, Chuck Swindoll. Yeah. I found online. I said, hey, goodness. I just Googled. Does God hate? And I came up with number, which one is it there? Number four. Pull it up, Jonathan. Number four. Folks, it's paradigm shift for some of you. Hmm? Chuck Swindoll, does, does God hate? Wrote this in 2010. Hate's a powerful word. We're taught from childhood to avoid hatred at all costs and to obey the man, the command of Christ to love everyone, including, thank you, our enemies. So it's shocking to read the words that Paul quoted from Malachi who declared that God loved Jacob but hated Esau. How can a God of love hate? Good question. Huh? Huh? Embrace the hate. Let's begin by examining the Hebrew terms. The Old Testament used two words that can be translated hate. 
Same and Maaz. They differ only slightly in meaning. In fact, Old Testament writers sometimes use them interchangeably. For example, the prophet Amos placed them side by side to express God's disgust and Israel worship, saying, I hate, I despise your religious feasts. I cannot stand your assemblies. I hate them, God said. What Saune and Maos can express, while it can express intense emotional displeasure towards something, see the account of Joseph in Genesis. Hating in ancient New East cultures had more to do with one's priorities than with one's emotions. For example, Esau despised his birthright when he made a choice for a bowl of soup over his covenant blessing. Esau didn't have intense negative emotions about his birthright. He didn't actually hate it, as we would use the term today. In fact, he fought hard to regain what he had lost and was inconsolable when he failed. Furthermore, the New Testament requires his followers to hate their money, their families, and even their own lives. Matthew 6, Luke 12, 14. Huh? You've been hearing this in your church? He wasn't instructing his disciples to treat others cruelly. The issue at hand was priority, choosing discipleship over all other things and choosing Christ over every other relationship. So where does that leave us in Malachi? The book of Malachi was a warning to the nation of Judah who profaned the temple by offering substandard sacrifices and keeping the best livestock for themselves. He accused the priests of despising their covenant blessing, much as Esau despised his birthright by recalling the story of Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, and Esau, whose descendants formed the nation of Edom. The prophet drew a clear parallel. By the time Malachi, both prophecies had been fulfilled. God had restored every faithful remnant of Israel, the promised land. However, they could not afford to become smug. By despising their covenant blessings, the Israels ran the risk of suffering Esau's fate. In other words, take heed, Israel. Esau despised his birthright, and Edom incurred the judicial abandonment of God. What do you think will happen if you despise your birthright? God's hatred, his act of choosing one over another, is absolutely right, righteous and utterly just. I'm going to read that again. God's hatred is absolutely righteous and utterly just. Mm. Wow. Hmm. You doing anything the Lord hates? Are you doing anything the Lord hates? Am I? So I said, okay, Lord, help me out here. Number three, does God hate? God hates things. What? 19 Bible verses. God hating things. When's the last time you told somebody God hated what was going on? God hated them. God hated them. They said, oh, don't, don't, no, coach, coach. No, God doesn't hate them. He hates the sin. That was Gandhi. Gandhi said that. Love the sin. I love the sin or hate the sin. Gandhi said that. Jesus Christ didn't say that. And in the white throne judgment, what gets thrown? Does anybody know what gets thrown into the lake of fire? Is it the sin or the sinner? Does God just throw the sin in there? Or does he throw the sinner in there? See, folks, you're not going to love the Lord until you understand there's lot of stuff he hates. There's six things which the Lord hates. Yea, seven which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Ask yourself this. Does he just hate the eyes? Or does he hate the one the eyes are connected to? He hates haughty eyes. He hates a lying tongue. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. He hates a heart that devises wicked plans. He hates feet that run rapidly to evil. Read more. He hates those who sow discord amongst the brethren. Click on that one, Jonathan, right? La proud look, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, heart that be deceived with wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, false witness that speak of lies, and he that soweth discord amongst the brethren. Oh, no, no, no. He doesn't just hate the discord. He hates the one that's spreading the discord. I'm just giving you the gospel, all right? All right? Great. Go, go back, Jonathan. Go back. <clears throat> 
Proverbs 11, and, uh, 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 false balance is an abomination to the Lord. <laughs> he hates it. Yet you do, for Revelation 2, yet this you do have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Well, what were the deeds of the Nicolaitans? Anybody know what that would be? Deeds of the Nicolaitans? Wickedness. Oh, you here. Huh? I got a good one for you. Where is it? The deeds of the Nicolaitans. They set up a hierarchy. Uh, well, it's yes, 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 yes. But you know what the deeds, I'm trying, I know, I thought I had a video on it. Uh, they set up a false religious system and belief system that put at the center of their gospel them. Are you, are you hearing me? A life enhancement gospel. That was what the Nicolaitans did. Right? The Nicolaitans basically said this. There are Nicolaitans around today. The Nicolaitans says, Jesus loves you. He forgives you. Oh, and by the way, if you want to sleep around, uh, Jesus will forgive you. Oh, you want to have sex with your man? You want to have sex with a man? Oh, Jesus will forgive you. Oh, oh, you want to, you want to, uh, you want to overeat and uh, not have to pay the consequences of being a glutton? No, Jesus will forgive you. See, it's grace for premeditated sin. You with me? You picking me up? That is the deeds of the Nicolaitans, and the Lord hates it. And let me ask you something. Is the American church teaching that the Lord hates that? I can't believe I had a video of it. I can't believe I don't have it here. Where is it? Uh, yeah, 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 there it is. I think it's number two, John. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Hey, John, all right. Stop. Oh, that's me. Okay, okay. John, put it at about 1.5 speed. Jesus hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans. The deeds of the Nicolaitans. And by the way, he loved the Nicolaitans. But his justice does not overlook sin. And we're teaching a sinless gospel, a repentless gospel today. This is five minutes of play. It won't take long. Watch this. huh? Watch this play. Why did Jesus hate the deeds and doctrines of the Nicolaitans? To the church of Ephesus, with this you have that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. To the church of Pergamos, thus you have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which I hate. Repent or else I come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. Irenaeus tells us the Nicolaitans were a Gnostic group characterized by unrestrained indulgence. They taught indifference to practice adultery and to eat things sacrificed to idols. These people call themselves Christians, but live lawlessly and worship idols, which John wrote against in Revelation. You see, repentance is the first command Jesus spoke of. Jesus commanded everyone to repent and turn from sin. For I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he sent his disciples to preach the gospel and call everyone to repent. So they went out and preached that people should repent. And he taught that unrepentant sinners will face judgment and destruction. But whatever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life, enter into life maimed rather than having two hands to go to hell into the fire that shall never be quenched, where the worm does not die and the fire is not quenched, and so on. The apostles after Jesus rose preached repentance. They warned about the consequences of living sin, for the wages of sin is death. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. The Nicolaitans were a group of people preaching false gospel, embracing sin. Jesus hated the deeds and the doctrines of the Nicolaitans. Part 2. Today many congregations have the same bad fruit. They claim salvation cannot be lost while living in sin, just like the Gnostics. They embrace easy divorce and remarriage, which results in scriptural adultery, inventing loopholes which are non-scriptural. They teach false doctrines of original sin and simul justice et peccator. person is being saint and sinner at the same time. Martin Luther taught, one could trust in grace and go sin boldly committing adultery and murder thousands of times each day. While many people think 
Modern churches teach correct doctrine. History indicates this doctrine is Gnosticism. Some of the biggest denominations also bow down to idols as well. And repentance is rarely heard. Some even refute repentance as work salvation. Summary. The real gospel of Jesus Christ in your Bible commands repentance and turning from sin and returning to God. It commands a life of holiness. It is a life which pursues godliness, quickly repenting if you do stumble into sin, and it requires submission to the Holy Spirit. Jesus hated the deeds and doctrines of the Nicolaitans. He warned unrepentant sinners will perish in hell. Is your elder a Nicolaitan? Because Jesus warned, if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a pit. Don't follow your blind leader into the pit. Wow. 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 Okay, Jonathan, let's go back to those lists of things God hates. Friend, when's the last time you heard this preached? When's the last time? You ever heard it preached? God is love. Go out to the abortion clinic and girls are going in there to murder their babies. And we stand outside there and tell them how much Jesus loves them. Friends, they're committing murder. Jesus doesn't love murderers. What's wrong with us? Those, those drag queen story time guys, they're going to go in and pollute the minds of children. And Jesus said it'd be better to put a millstone around your neck than to do that and let that happen. We stand out there and preach that Jesus loves them. Jesus hates a false balance. It's an abomination. Hates a Nicolaitans. You shall not set up for yourself a sacred pillar, which is the Lord, which the Lord your God hates. You shall not bring the hire of a harlot or the wages of a dog into the house of the Lord your God for any volatile offering. Both of these are an abomination to the Lord. Anything that you stole that you bring as an offering, he don't want it. Boom. Everyone who does these things, everyone who acts unjustly is an abomination to the Lord. He don't love you, folks. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. His love's available. He don't love you in your sinless condition. Why do we tell people that? Why do we tell people that Jesus loves them? Jesus died for the whole world. Yes, he did. And you can be one of his children. But in your unrepentant state, you are an enemy of the cross. But whatever is in the seas and in the rivers that does not have fins and scales among all the teeming life of the water and among all the living creatures that are in the water, they are detestable things to you. Get down into Leviticus. We get into the food. Move on, move on. Isaiah, bring your worthless offerings no longer. Incense is an abomination to me. New moons and Sabbath and a calling of assemblies. I can't endure iniquity in the solemn I hate your new moon festivals and your appointed feasts. They have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. You shall not behave thus toward the Lord your God for every abominable act which the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. They even burn their sons and daughters in the fire to their gods. And churches are embracing or are silent on abortion. And the Lord hates it. I'm I'm telling you, folks, we got us one Ticked off God. Well, you be coachy loves everybody. Really? It says you're of your father the devil, who works of your father you will do. Get behind me, Satan, he said. The Lord God has sworn by himself, the Lord of God of hosts has declared, I love the arrogance of Jacob. And I detest his citadels. Therefore, I will deliver up the city and all it contains. He says, yeah, piss me off. That's it. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Oh, you're having but sex. Oh, Jesus loves you, brother. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. God formed you in the, in the womb to cut off your penis and be a girl. What's wrong? What is wrong with us? And let none of you despise evil in your heart against another. And do not love perjury. For all these are what I hate, declares the Lord. I hate, I reject your festivals, nor do I delight in your solemn assemblies. Some of those things you guys are doing in church, I didn't tell you to do that, the Lord says. I didn't tell you to do that. Huh? That's smoke in my nostrils. 
Huh? What? You're standing in the pulpit and begging for God to give you money? Are you kidding me? Begging for God to give you money when you won't do anything to protect the least of these? Well, I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel. And him who covers his garment with wrong, says the Lord hosts. So take heed to teach your spirit that you do not deal treacherously. Now, time out. It's under the blood. When you become a Christian, this hatred, why would you continue in a behavior or support a behavior in which the Lord clearly says he hates? Get saved and continue to bring that rotting, stinking, dead coon in front of him. He says, get that out of here. I despise that. So I'm... I'm announcing here today, 6, 7, 2023, I'm embracing hate. In fact, I might get shirts made. I embrace hate. Because, friends, there are some things that need to be hated. Somebody say amen out there. There are some things that need to be hated. Can I tell you something else? There are some people who need to be hated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are some people who need to be hated. Why? They are enemies of the cross. They're enemies of the cross. And we are trying to throw a love gospel at them. Are they afraid of a love gospel? We're going love them to love them to death? No, no, no. I don't know about you. It was the fear of the Lord that drove me to repentance. Anybody give me a thumbs up? It was the fear of God, not the love of God that drove me to my knees. Hallelujah. Huh? Can I tell you, can, did I tell you guys this? I, I don't know if I did the other day. If I did, please forgive me. Our six-year-old grandson, David, my daughter does devotions. Every morning in their house, they read, and they homeschool. <laughs> God forbid, they homeschool, and they were reading their Bible scripture the other day as a family. Reese and David, probably just the two of them. And Abby, our daughter, looks over at little six-year-old David, and he's crying. And she said, "What's the matter, Dave?" And he said, "I'm a sinner." She said, what? She said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I'm paraphrasing. I wasn't there. I, 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 I commit sins against the Lord. And Abby said, oh, well, Dave, we all do. We all do. But that's what, why Jesus died, to forgive us of our sins. And right there in their living room, six-year-old David received Christ. He understood the sinful condition of his heart. He was pricked in his conscience and he turned to Christ. And it was the fear of the Lord that drove David to Christ, not the love. Amen. That's powerful, isn't it? Isn't that powerful? Wow. Hallelujah. That's I took him to get some ice cream. I said, that's better than a home run, baby. That's better than dunking a basketball. Let's go get some ice cream. Powerful moment, wasn't it? I got a lot of more stuff I could share. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop and let some of you get in here. Uh, I'm embracing it. Uh, wait a minute, I gotta show you something. One other thing. I want you to show you something I hate. Can I show you something I hate? I'm gonna show you a person that I hate. Now the God, the, the love of God's available. Does this make some of you nervous to hear me say this? What I'm going to show you is a person that I hate. All right? And by the way. You should as well. Now, wait. God's grace is available. But in his current condition, I hate this guy. I hate him. Play it. Number, uh, uh, which one is it? Oh, Harari. Play it. I hate this. Hey, I hate this guy. Publicly, I'm saying, I hate this man. You ain't alone. What some conspiracy theories assume, you don't really need to implant chips in people's brains in order to control them or to manipulate them. For thousands of years, prophets and poets and politicians have used language and storytelling in order to manipulate and to control people and to reshape society. Now AI is likely to be able to do it. And once it can do that, it doesn't need to send killer robots to shoot us. It can get humans to pull the trigger if it really needs to. AI has just hacked 
the operating system of human civilization. What we are potentially talking about is nothing less than the end of human history. Now, not the end of history, just the end of the human-dominated part of what we call history. Contrary to what some conspiracy theories... Hey, hey, hey. I hate that guy. Anybody with me? Anybody proudly say, I hate that guy? Not only do I hate what, I, what he's doing, I hate him. I hate, I that, hate guy. that guy. I hate him. Now, look, God's love's available to him, and he can come and be on our team. But if you don't realize that dude is an enemy of the cross, and Christ hates that dude, I don't know what to tell you. Amen. Huh? He's, trying to, he's trying to destroy everything God created, and we're... American churches tell us God loves that guy. He's of his father, the devil, and the works of his father, he will do. Hey, hey, Myra, Myra, does Jesus love the devil? Huh? Jesus loves the devil? Not that devil. Am I making you nervous? I'm embracing the hate. I am embracing the hate. When they say to me, why, coach, you're just hating. You say, you're damn right I am. I hate homosexuality. And I hate what you're trying to do to get to my, to my grandchildren. I hate it, buddy. And if you keep doing it, I want you to know I hate you. Dan Skippy. In your current state. Are you with me? Some of you are nervous. Some of you are nervous. Oh, they're going to grab this, and they're going to make an FBI clip, and they're going to paint me out to be a hater. Listen, I embrace it. I am a hater. I am a hater. Come on in, Roger. But Dave, I, I, there's so many things I could say. Um, I've been in church all my life. I'm 63 years old. Presbyterian, Southern Baptist, independent. The times that I've heard any type of preaching, sermon, discussion, debate in the halls of church, on the issue that you are addressing today, I could put on my hand and I'd have fingers left over. <laughs> in the last 30 or 40 years, the American church has built the gospel on the foundation of love everybody. Okay. And you tell me, is the church stronger now with that type of gospel? Or has it, is it weaker? There is no question the American church, which foundationally has been built the last 30 years on love everybody, is a weaker church. Roger, it's evil men have crept in unawares, right? Change the truth of the gospel into a lie and worship and serve the creation. I, hey, I hate Tony Fauci. I hate Tony Fauci. I hate him. Can I tell you something else? I hate Nancy Pelosi. I hate her. I hate her with a perfect hatred. Huh? You're right, Roger. They'll throw you. Oh, my goodness. Some of you show this video to somebody, they're going to say, oh, you better quit listening to that guy. Oh, he's just full of hate. Yeah, I am. I'm full of love, too. I'm full of love, and I'm full of hate. Dave, Dave, yes. it is the full message of God's word. It is the full message of God's word, and it's not taught at all. No, no, no. Why does it matter if you receive Christ if God loves you anyway? God loves you. God loves everybody. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Oh, take that little boy in there and molest him. Jesus loves you, brother. Right? Are you with me? Are you with me? Embrace the hate. I'm embracing the hate. Julie, come on in. Great show, Coach. Thanks. I'm so, oh, I'm so angry and teed off. Um, we have some Nicolaitans in our area. And these churches are supporting this movement of this pride thing. And yep. they're like embracing and it just, so I'm going to be getting on the phone and I'm calling everybody that's involved and I'm going to call the churches in the area because the ones that says that they're going to support this, those are those Nicolaitans and they need to be called out. Julie, if they are embracing any part of the homosexual agenda, movement, whatever, they are Nicolaitans. They are, they are grace. They are grace with exceptions. Or I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Right. Are you guys with me? You cannot. You, I said last night again, if I was pastoring a church, which I can never do, 
I would say, number one, if you support homosexuality and the homosexual agenda, do me a favor, get the hell out of here. Number two, if you if you support the killing of unborn children, do me a favor, get the hell out of here. Get out of here. I don't even want you in here. If you think killing unborn babies and sodomy are godly virtues and God's okay with them, get out of here. Another oh, quick this. thing. Maybe this. Maybe I would say I resign because I have failed. If you believe that, I have failed. Another quick thing, Coach. They're getting the kids, and they're after the kids. They got this agenda for these kids to embrace this thing, to go activities. It's just sick. Well, sure, well it's, a, it's everywhere, right? It's the deeds of the Nicolaitans, meaning what? Jesus is love, 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 love. He would never judge anybody. He would never criticize everybody. Jesus loves you, brother. Oh, oh, you're dressed like a woman and gyrating in front of my neighbors. Oh, Jesus loves you, bro. What the hell is wrong with us? Lauren. Okay. So I'm slightly unnerved at the moment. <laughs> Me too. Um, I've got a couple points. The United States doctrine of God's love is so perverted. It's perverted like their alphabet letter, except for, except for single, um, I mean, except for, um, you know, one sex, right? Two or right. two sexes, male and female, right? You can't be right. heterosexual. The H is out of, um, out of their alphabet. They've taken that out. <laughs> not, God, you know, I never thought, I never thought of that, right? Yeah, oh, the, the H is not part profound. of their Did you know what alphabet. she just said? LGBTQ, there ain't no H. There ain't no heterosexual in there, is there? Wow, go on, Lorian. By the way, up on the screen, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but give standing approvals to those who do it. Go ahead, Laura. God's love, people think that, like, and I've tried to explain this to my daughter. I'm Love also protects. So I'm not going to let you go in a freeway and go play or go, go for your morning mile jog in the middle of, you know, some freeway just because you decided you want to. Why? Because you're going to get hit by a car, a truck, maybe both, right? Love will say, no, I'm not. Love will say, I'm not going to allow the three-year-old to go run into a um, parking lot because why? You're going to, I don't want you to get hurt. Why does love have to be, we've twisted the word love to make it into like, I love pizza is the same thing as I love you yeah. and I'm going to protect you. And Amen. it's, and it's, and, and, and fear. Okay. And God's love is also wrapped in his fear, but, but the fear of God has also been, but been twisted because when you, when you want to honor someone so much that you love them so much that hurting them. And, and them being disappointed because you love them so much. And it's not because they're bad or it's a perverted love or whatever. You, you, fear, you fear disappointing or hurting them because you don't want to do that. That's what the type of fear that God wants us to be with him so that, there's a, so that we can engage in what he wants to. Love covers a multitude of sins. Lauren, love is on the cross. Love bled. Love, love bled to set us free. Love came to earth. The kingdom of heaven came to earth to, to, to destroy Satan and take back the keys that he stole because he's Judas. He's a thief. He comes to kill, seek, and destroy. And that's, that's the love that they have that's wrapped up in the stupid agenda that doesn't include anybody who's heterosexual. Amen. So listen, And since so listen. they couldn't kill him, and this is my last point, since they couldn't kill him in the womb, they're going to kill them. They're going to literally watch them die a slow death and slaughter them mm. while they're alive. And, and, and parents and, are going to go, okay, we're doing this. Why? Because parents don't know how to step up and say, I love you and I'm going to protect you and I'm not going to do this and I'm going to sacrifice my life for yours. Is there anything, folks, more painful to a parent than doing strong, hard, deep discipline to your own child. How many of you have not disciplined your child and gone in the other room and cried about what you just had to do? Huh? I did it all the time. And I right? was raising, a, I'm a single mom, completely targeted here. 
because they tried to traffic my daughter through the public school system because they said I wasn't qualified to be her mom when God said I was. <laughs> okay, because I was a single mom and she had autism and I wasn't qualified and good enough to be her mom. God, God stepped in and, and, uh, and protected Amen. us, right? So Amen. their agenda is to traffic your children any way that they possibly can. And that also that also includes organ harvesting. So what are they doing with these organs? What are they planning them? What are they doing with them? Does anybody ask those questions when they're doing mm. all this plastic surgery exper experimentation? Mm. Our friend Todd, Pastor Todd Henry just texted me. This is good. He said, uh, Coach, hate has been rejected by the church, but labeled now by our government as a crime. Think about that. The church rejected hate. So when the government makes hate speech a crime, the church is also against hate. So the church remains silent. Wow, Todd. Boom. Jeff Klein, come on in. Boom. Coach, you got home last night, and after you shared this stuff in the garage, we walked in the house. Mary Jane looked at me, and she said, sincerely from her heart, she looked at me, and she said, you know what? Coach is interesting to listen to. <laughs> I smiled. But you know what? There was what well, maybe what we had to do is get the church made that says on there, I share the hate gospel. Wouldn't you see we wear them all 25? Yes, yes. I share the hate gospel. Folks, just embrace what they call us anyway, right? Look, look at this. This is Romans 1 32, talking about me and you and our churches and the Nicolaitan pastors and Nicolaitan church organizations that are embracing everything, embracing all the goodness of God without any of the discipline of God, all of it, right? Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetous, maliciousness, full of envy. Murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbatters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of inventors of evil things, disobedient to their parents without understanding, covenant breakers, natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they would do these things are worthy of death. Not only do they do them, but they give starting proposal. They give pride price. Right? Boom. Boom. I'm, I'm a proud hater. Michelle, come on in. Yes, that last line, it says they have pleasure in getting other people to do it as well. That's right. That's right. Um, they, they, hate porno they hate pornography, but they love watching it. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Um, I, I think it was in the book of Acts, right, where the two, I don't know what they did, adultery, I think, and they, they had to leave the church. They made them leave the church because that is the only way to save them, okay? It's the yeah. only way you're going to get them back. Um, but I just, Coach, I wanted to go back real quick to Davey for just a moment um, with his his moment uh, with the Lord, and that made me tear up, Coach. Um, I don't. I don't know if, you know, my children are grown and I don't know if they have come to terms with what sin really is. I don't know if they've had a moment like that. Mm. And um, I mean, even if I talk about how wicked we are and, and they don't talk like that, mom, we're not wicked. They yes. don't, they don't get it, you know? Um, so I, that, I just want to say that's remarkable. And um, I, I just want to hallelujah and amen that. Yeah. So there's a Holy Spirit calling on my grandson's life. I know, I know that, right? Only the Holy Spirit can reveal that to you, right? Abby said she looked over and tears were running down his cheek. What's the matter, Dave? Mom, I'm a, I'm a sinner. I just realized I'm a sinner. Wow. Wish some adults would pick up on that one. Come on in, Dale. Oh, Romans 11:22, brother. It's the kindness and the severity of Christ that leads a man to repentance. His kindness is that he is shown the potentiality of the severity that brings us to this repentance, right, Coach? Brother, His kindness is, is Dale. He can squash you like a bug right now and doesn't do it. That we can call it even mercy. But Psalms 139, of course, we know 14, right? I've been woven in my mother's womb. Get down to verse 21, brother. If you go there, let's see. Let's see, because we got to have proper nouns here, right? It's a person, place, or a thing. And David writes, 
Now, is those a person, place, or a no. thing? No, that's I a, will hate those whom you hate, oh, Lord. Brother, let me tell you what. Yeah, God, let me tell you what. Not only does he hate the workers of these things, those who do the works of these things, he hates also. See, the homosexuals, they want God to accept them the way they are. God that's says, right. accept, accept me the way I am. For I am holy, therefore I am calling you to holy and to a holy repentance. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you are of your father, the devil. Why do we tell them that Jesus loves them? Huh? Jesus doesn't even know them. In fact, Jesus said, uh, depart from me. Uh, I don't believe we ever met, didn't we? Depart from me. I never knew you. Well, if he's, God created him in his image, how, how, what do you mean you never knew him? Huh. Jeff Nell. Yeah, it was, it was uh, yesterday, the Lord blessed me to talk to a, a new husband. They were married, him and his wife were married a week, and I uh, told him about the Bible be husband, love your wives, or Christ love the church. Now, this lady, another lady came up, shook my hand and stuff, and she looked familiar. Well, I was walking my dog around Liberty Ponds, and I came to a stopping point. She came at me. Five years ago, I was preaching the word of God, and I mentioned 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, in different translations, horror, whoremongers, and stuff like that. And she went off on me, cussing me up and down and this and that. And I told her I preached this, this verse here and I expounded on it, and she just kept going at it, going at it. She, she said she shook my hand just to save face, but she wanted to lay into me. She was throwing a fit, throwing stuff on the ground. You would name it. My dog kind of kept her at bay, my, my mm. dog Lucy. But I tell you, five years ago, this happened. And that now and I've, the, the mm. narrative around town saying, oh, you called my child a whore or a slut. I did not. I identified the behavior that God hates. Thank Amen. You. Amen. Hey, what's the promise? You're going to be hated of all men. Embrace it! Embrace it! Dave Allison. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Uh, awesome uh, topic this morning, Coach. Hey, uh, Matthew uh, 15, 8, 9 talks about that person that honors them with the lips. And their heart is but, far from them. Their heart is far from them. It says, but their heart is far from me, but in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines and commandments of men. It says, yes. but in vain they worship me. So start back to where we started with this, taking thy name in vain. That's meaning, hey, I'm calling myself a Christian, but I'm okay with abortion. That's right. I'm okay with homosexuality. That's, folks, that's what the Ten Commandments is all about. has nothing about when you hit your thumb with a hammer and you say GD. That has nothing to do with that. You know, and so yep. what we don't, what we realize mm -hmm. is that uh, if we can't speak truth to people we surely don't love them and lastly i want to say uh, god was speaking to me this morning just watching jonathan jonathan i realize you're kind of a captive audience here today but realize that nothing happens in it's not a coincidence that god has put you here and you know i'm really happy you're here and you know you're not going to go any other place on the face of the planet and hear the kind of truth you hear five days a week and, <laughs> and so anyways jonathan i'm glad you're here and uh and I'm, I'm hoping God's going to do something great in your life. Well, only the truth can set us free, right? Huh? Only the truth. Amen, Dave. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Betty Perkins. Come on, Betty. Hey, hey. morning. I just love this show. But anyway, <laughs> yesterday I got a text from Bath and Body. And so <laughs> I, I text them and I ended up getting their customer service uh, number, which anybody wants, I can put it in the chat. But I ended up calling them. And I told them that they were supporting uh, the, the LGBTQ, uh, whatever, you know, all this pride crap. And that they are a bunch of traffickers. And all they're doing is grooming our children to get them ready to be child trafficking. And I said, you know, they're all going to hell. Why are you supporting this crap? So I told them that I was going to boycott this and I was going to send it out to everybody that I know. Because I said, we're going to shut you down. Yeah. You are done. We're going to shut you down and you are going to hell. If you would just accept Jesus, maybe you'll be going the other way, you know. Yes. And I just went on and on and on. 
And that girl finally says, can I have your name and number? I said, no, you cannot have my name and number because you are not coming to my house. I want it. But, yeah, but we need to call them and just blast them. With Amen. You. Got to, hey, speak the truth. Speak, speaking the truth is love. Angie, then Clay, then Myra. Angie, Clay, then Myra. Go. Oh, Coach, you are so speaking my language today. You're a second witness to a post that I had made at the probably towards the beginning of the week that talked about this whole fake notion that God is just love. That God is. I mean, I know I have a neighbor listening. He's he's a he's a minister. Okay, he's a minister in a universalist church, and mm. he wrote a book. It's called God is Just Love. You can look it up. It's out there. But I, I, it, it is such a a false narrative that is just leading people clear over the cliff of hell. And it just, it's a second witness too. When you started talking about this, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like a second witness of everything that I was posting at the beginning of the week. And people were like, well, what do you mean God is not love? I mean, what do you mean? I'm like, listen to me. It's not that he's not love. He is also hate. He's a God that hates. And he hates people. He hates men and women who do things that violate his instructions. And um, and so I just appreciate you so much. I went ahead and I've shared this your uh, your show this morning just as a second witness to everything that I was talking about at the beginning. Of because people have got to embrace the hate. They need That's, to embrace the hate. Got to embrace the hate. Huh? hate I'm the a friend of God. God I'm a friend Amen. of God. I'm not. I'm not a friend of religion. All right. Amen. I'm a friend of God. Clay, come on in. Yeah, when you're plowing a row, trying to sow seeds, you don't like to run into a rock. <laughs> you hate the rocks. Yep, so I try right. to tell these uh, people that are new Christians that are having problems with their families and everything, and they keep trying to turn them into something they're not. You know, turn it, try turning a rock into a nice fertile piece of soil. So hmm. if it's a rock, just move it out of the way and keep going and plow on your row. Amen. Amen. You Amen, run into some rocks, aren't you? Huh? Well, what do they say? Uh, he he is without sin. Let him cast the first stone. Like that's the entire gospel. That's the entire gospel. Because I'm a sinner, I can't point out that a homosexual is a deviant. Because what? What? What is that doctrine? He is. I'm not casting stones. I'm speaking the truth. Hey, dude, listen. I struggle with this, and I struggle with this. But, dude, you better stop doing that to those babies. I don't have to be a perfect non-sinner to point out my neighbor's sin. The point is, if I'm pointing out my neighbor's sin, I better be dealing with my own as well. It doesn't say, don't point it out. That's right. Amen. Thank you. Myra, then Rochelle. So we got time. Quickly, go, Myra. Yes, Coach. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us in all truth uh, in regard to the comments uh, my brothers and sisters made, Royer, Rochelle, Angie, Lara, Ann, Dale, Dave, Jeffrey, Betty, and in regard to your grandson, Proverbs uh, 8.35.36, For whoso findeth me, findeth life. And shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Mm. And First Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Rochelle. Amen, Myra. Yeah, real quick, Coach. When you, when you're talking about casting stones, that's the death penalty. They, they were putting someone to death. That's okay, right. that's you right. are trying to save them from their sin. You're trying to give them life. It it the analogy is so off base. It's ridiculous. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank hey, you, Coach. Yeah, this is good, isn't it? This is good. I proudly wear my shirt. Truth sounds like hate. Huh? Jesus said, you tell them the truth, they're going to hate you, dude. You're going to be hated of all men. You're going to be, right? Pick up your cross and follow me, man. Come with me. We're going to keep declaring the truth. We're going to call sin, sin. We're going to call sinners, sinners. We're going to call love, love. We're going to call hate, hate. We're going to speak the truth. Hey, come on, man. They're going to hate us. That is the gospel, friends, whether we will embrace it or not. Or not. So I'm embracing the gospel of hate. I'm announcing it today. We're kicking it off. Hey, God bless you. 
Man, if he, any way he can get here, any, any, look, hey, one more, quickly, quickly. If you're coming, er, if you're coming early, please email me. Like you say, hey, coach, I'm coming in tonight, or coach, I'm coming in early tomorrow, just so I can, I'm organized, okay? Because I know some of you have told me that, and then, hey, I got a billion things going on. And Michelle says, my wife, my dear wife, is anybody coming in tonight? And I go, uh, no. So if, if you're coming in early, just let me know, all righty? Oh, man, what a time to be alive. God bless you. See you tomorrow.